podcast new and improved Welcome back. Hi. This is season two of 225. Hi, guys. We're back. Shout out to everybody that listened to us during season one. You the shit. Yeah. It's giving taste. I don't know. I Mm. know. Like, we're we're really really on this shit, huh? Yeah, full time. It's really exciting. I agree. Good, good. Do you you guys have any, any highlights looking forward to for this season? Or are we not at the brain, the brain capacity? I don't want to give anything away. I Ooh. think that you guys should keep up with us on social media so you can kind of, you know, get hints. Maybe we'll That's drop some, oh, some yeah. spoilers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe some previews. Follow yeah. us on Twitter because we are a little active over there. Mm-hmm. Instagram too. Yeah. We have Spotify up too now. Mm-hmm. And we post our little playlist that y'all heard from last season. So yeah, yeah. Piggybacking off of that point. Oh my goodness, the trauma. Actually, there's nothing to say. We have a special guest with us today. That's the one. Housemate Cameron. Last name. Blank. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> um, thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. You're so shy. We appreciate you being here. You're so shy. I just want to uh, make sure I know my place. So that's it. All right. Girl, anyways. I mean, you're you a guest on here, yourself. but you can talk like you can talk like you. Right. <laughs> don't be censoring yourself. It's giving silencing black voices. Mm, unless you're going to curse like Vernon. That's yeah, that's, that's a bit Then too I much. have to bleep all of it out. <laughs> but no, no, no. You can still, you still drop some. See, shit. <laughs> Actually, you're taking up the quota, <laughs> girl. I we already marked as explicit. Ain't no quota no more, girl. Really? In other words, <laughs> today we're talking about y'all talking about euphoria, but you need to be looking for ya internship. I don't know. I saw that on the flirts. She asked me, "Are you the plug?" And I said, "What can I do for you?" <gasps> Ooh, is that Fesco? No, that's. That's, that's like a meme. <laughs> that was smooth, Ashley. What the fuck? I have flow. It's, baby it's giving rhythm and flow. Rhythm and flow. It's giving chance. <laughs> Take a chance. <laughs> Don't chance. go there. It's giving... Oh, I love my wife. Hot shower. Hot water, hot shower. <laughs> the big day. Yeah, yeah, but Euphoria just ended. Um, we watched the season finale yesterday, and um, I don't like the last episode, the Galentine's episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all got a little bit, a lot of bit insight as to how I felt about some of the characters, particularly Miss Lexi. Girl, I'm coming straight for you. Guns fucking blazing. Okay, no, I want to collect myself. I want to be more articulate when I go off about her, so somebody else talk. This season was absolute garbage. 
Mm-hmm. I really didn't like it, like, at all. I feel like... It fell off from the jump. I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree. The New Year's episode was, like... I, I suppose the concept on paper was cool, I guess. Like, oh, we're catching up with everyone and, like, their element because they're all some badass kids and they be at parties all the time. Yeah. Uh, Maddie ate, of course, in the first episode. Um, we got that glorious meme. <laughs> of her also, on the yeah. door. <laughs> and then the meme with Cassie in the tub. We got all that from just the first episode. Um, but in terms of furthering the story along, because mm-hmm. didn't they talk about Fezco for, like, he was talking to Lexi the entire time. No, but they talked about his story. Oh, the like second his, episode. His storyline yeah, was in the yeah, beginning his of plot. episode. Yeah, his, bla- his backstory, sorry. Um, and none of that really... It really... If anything, considering how the season ended, all we really learned was how a- Ashtray came into his life. You know, if you don't know, spoiler, um, Ashtray is dead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy about it. Oh, wow. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm happy or not happy. Just pretty indifferent because we don't really know Ashtray. He was just, like, there. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing him in the first season. Like, where was he? He was there. He was there. He just was there. not, like, pulling any attention. Like, he, yeah. he's not a character. He's not, yeah. he's not a well-written character. I fleshed just out. feel like this season he was just doing a little too, too much for me. It was... And it just, it wasn't making sense. My two fucking sense is Kyle Jacobs should have got what he got. Ashtray held the fuck back. And, and I said what I said. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. I, I think, all right, mm-hmm. I, I will say I don't watch the show that often. You watched how many episodes? Okay. Okay, look, I got to be honest. I watched four episodes in total okay when it first came out i watched the first two and then i stopped watching and then i watched episode four this season parts of episode five and then this last episode Mm -hmm. so four full episodes but the timeline tells me everything that i need to know and what i know is cal jacobs deserved to get shot well nobody's disagreeing with you because i'm saying like ashtray he killed two dudes and one of them neither of them was cal jacobs <laughs> i think i no, because sam levinson really missed the ballpark on ashtray's character he really fucked him up in that last episode he really fucked him up in that, that i last honestly episode. i'm not too caught up on it i understand that they wanted to write ashtray off the show so i really just i really i feel like there's bigger fish to fry if i'm being honest <laughs> but i still feel like my theory is if you follow me on twitter my theory is that they're using Ashtray's death, or I hope that they will use Ashtray's death to build some of Fesco's development. Just, mm-hmm. like, make him into a harder drug dealer because yeah. now you have literal actual blood on your hands a in lot. the form of both Ashtray and this other dude. And two Ashtray killed two people. Exactly. Yeah. But here's my thing where I think Sam Levinson really missed the ballpark in terms of how he wrote Ashtray is just that, like, You've basically raised this child soldier and you've put him in like you've given him these conditions that put him in this position. And now he's doing dumb shit like killing informants. What type of shit is that? Girl, I just know that Sam Levinson. Maybe it's because they're white. I guess. I don't know how white people be doing. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like maybe it's because they're because if he were if Ashtray was black, it would be a completely different story. Oh, the whole narrative would have been different. And I'm honestly, I'm so 
if I could be grateful for anything, it's the fact that Fez and Ashtray aren't black because Sam Levinson, you know, I don't know his backstory, but I'm not certain that he has background knowledge on like what uh, it's like to be a drug dealer and to be in that life and stuff. So um, if they were black, then it would even be worse. <laughs> I actually disagree. I think Sam Levinson took movies like Menace to Society and he made like ashtray to be against that like he made ashtray fit into that stereotype up until the point where he died where he made those stupid decisions and those movies like popular black drug movies from like the 90s and stuff they don't make those types of stupid decisions they do but not to the extent of ashtray and again um, again he, the, it, it he's just fucking white exactly it's showing you how little he knows about like so the type stupid. of stuff he's writing about mm -hmm. that's the one yeah, but other than that, it was um, none of the plots were really wrapped up other than the fact that Cal got arrested. And I know everyone's, including us, is wondering why Elliot got like a 10 minute song break. <laughs> it was giving it's high school running musical. Now. It was really annoying. It was giving it's, Disney Channel. It just ran on for too long. Oh like God. I can sit there and I was listening to it. I was like, this is a nice song. And then it <laughs> kept going, going. <laughs> they could have faded away or something and maybe kept showing stuff but like have him sing in the background or whatever or he could have just played a snippet for rue mm -hmm. um and quite frankly i don't even know what the song was about because i wasn't listening no one was paying attention i just, oh. i find it weird to include that especially for so long when that could have been other like story time i would have to agree yeah, and in the finale, too. <laughs> there were so many other things to put their focus onto. And Euphoria has a huge issue with that, where they will, you know, put a lot of filler in and not really tell you, like, what's going on with the actual people. There's no plot. No, especially on, in yeah. this season. Every episode was like, oh, what's, what's going to happen today? And it wasn't because, like, we didn't know what the outcome would be it was because we didn't know where we were in the story who we were going to be focusing on we didn't probably still had questions from where they last left off mm -hmm. like there is just there's so much uh it, it's it's shaky you know there's so much i was saying this to um cam in the car we were in the car earlier i was saying that euphoria has a huge problem with like pacing yeah because it doesn't it doesn't know where it's at and it gets very confusing for the watchers to not know where we are in the story like the episode before the season finale none of us like knew that what was happening to fez was before literally everything else and it was just confusing because it was hard to understand where the story was going from there. Also, speaking on pacing, too, like even looking at the season finale, we, we had this discussion. The season finale doesn't feel like a season finale. It doesn't it feel like, like a finale at a all. It finale. feels like a mid-season finale. Mm -hmm. And somebody, I actually saw this tweet today and it was like, um, but it was from before the episode aired. Mm -hmm. This person was like. Imagine somebody gets shot and the screen cuts to black and that's the ending of the show for this season. I would have preferred something like that where you get actual suspense out of the season finale mm. in preparation for, like like somebody else even said it too, like it didn't feel like a season finale either. It felt like a series finale. And no, I said, true. the only reason that I disagree with that is because of Fezco's storyline. I'm still 
heavily invested in how Fez is going, Fez and Maddie, yeah, and mm-hmm. how they're going to react to the things and that have happened Rue. to them. Because For I, Rue, it seems like that type of like series finale type thing. Because the way mm-hmm. that she was talking it, it, it towards the end, she was like, "Oh, and I stayed sober for the." Re- uh, for the rest of the semester or the rest of the year and i was like okay so now you're in the future and you're talking about like your journey to the end of whatever year you were in is she a junior mm-hmm. i think so right so now what yeah where are we now yeah i'm interested in where those specific people so fez maddie rue and even nate like what I want to see in season two, honestly, is more of a focus on their mental and their mental health. Maddie, especially. Because she was traumatized. traumatized. Nate held a gun to her and she was the she was the same usual Maddie at the school play. The problem that I have with Euphoria, now that I'm thinking about it, is the emphasis that it puts on like to look pretty. Like the cinematography and the directing, like grant, like the shots that they have, they're they're wonderful, they're beautiful, they're nice to look at. But in that, you are also losing the story. Like going back to the pacing thing, I know that's a part of your style because that's how they did it in season one, and it was great in season one. But now it just seems like we're jumping all over the place, and it's so, what's the word? Like, like it's choppy. choppy. Yeah, yeah, it's so the choppy. The three cuts. Like the story can't come together literally the three cuts like during the scene where ashtray and fez are like handling the police that was horrible i would have to agree the directing was pretty bad especially from like the beginning of the season like i'll never get the rue and jules conversation when they were at the party like it was just it was just really off it just wasn't a good conversation just didn't like the flipping back and forth the writing too sam it's (laughs) off it is yeah. It it really is because some some of the things that were being said I not even said just what happened. So in the first episode, um, the part where Rue and Fez and Ash are like at the what's her name the drug dealer lady's house Laura, and Laria yeah mm. oh my god and her too. But the fact that they had to strip down naked and. Uh, What's her face? Faye's boyfriend. His whole dick was out. Um, yeah. Bezco was holding his balls and shit. And the <laughs> fact that Faye is a requested <laughs> porn star says a lot. I that's none of my business. That and she nothing. didn't even like do anything. Like she was literally just there for people to look at. She, I mean, yeah, she warned Fez at the end, but that's like really what she did. But I'm saying like they he, why did why was that written into the show? None of it served a purpose. It was also really creepy, of course, obviously. Um, and the whole Lori storyline was not... It wasn't even revisited at the end. Like, they didn't have to, like, fully wrap the story up because, obviously, they're getting another season, but there was because no callback to like it. We something. didn't even see... We haven't there seen her. so many stories going into season three, mm-hmm. and there was not, like not every one of them got uh, addressed even yeah like jules even like jules didn't have any lines in the last two episodes i feel like also how easy it was for rue to get that suitcase of drugs like Mm -hmm. that is not real ten thousand dollars worth of drugs like and she did a lot of them and she's not even after her right now no what's her name 
Oh. <laughs> Rue. Rue. You were going to say Zendaya. <laughs> Ruby. With Ruby Bennett. Once Ru- Ruby walked Bridget. into that house. I'm going to have to bleep that out because that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who's Ruby Bennett? Latrivo over there dying, child. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Once Rue walked into the house. To begin asking for drugs, Lori could have like trafficked her right then and there. Yeah. So why come up with this whole like this is what people are theorizing? Why would she come up with this whole theme to give her drugs so that she wouldn't be able to sell them and just do them and then get her when she could have just got her? Mm-hmm. None of this makes sense. Yeah. The inclusion of Lori is ridiculous. It was unnecessary. It's ridiculous. But someone on Twitter was like, "What if at the end of the season, you know, Rue was walking outside of the school after talking to Jules? What if Lori just..." popped up no nope, that's not true her because it would be giving on my block season <laughs> two finale <laughs> it's just where's the show going that's a good question i know that i i don't care about a lot of there's too many people on the show yeah i would have there, to agree there's too many characters i actually don't even think that it's there's too many people is that like they're not written like they're multiple people. Like they're not. They're, they're all main characters. Yeah, I know he doesn't know how to split issue. up the time. That's I, the I, issue. Like people write ensemble cast all the time for some reason. No, not for some reason. You <laughs> like just Glee. can't do it. He can't do it. He just can't do it. It's because he's he's not dedicating um an ample amount of time to any of the like main characters. But it's okay to have secondary characters. And there's a lot of people that need to be secondary characters let's see but if you're gonna give your secondary characters a story you need to follow through on that no yeah. matter what you have to follow through on it yeah because it can't just fall off to the side because you introduced the point. it exactly exactly lexi don't need to be main character um what's her face um cat you said cassie cassie could have been a main character but she gives hardcore in- supporting she just gives hardcore supporting that's <laughs> it there's nothing like she wants to be maddie so fucking bad i've been saying this since the the second episode she wants to be maddie so fucking bad Mm -hmm. it's It's really bad it's embarrassing i really also don't like how they haven't showed us maddie or cat's like relationship because we all saw maddie and cassie's relationship last Mm -hmm. season and cat ass how she go from main character to not even b-list baby girl is d-list yup Jules at the end too and i don't even fuck with Jules <laughs> at all really if i'm being honest and i'm gonna get elias ass too fuck that nigga oh fuck him oh my god i'm so because, tired of that room no oh my his dingy ass room that room was dirty that room smells like feet <laughs> that room was dirty and peanuts and you had like Two other people in that room. Smells like the locker rooms. <laughs> so nasty. Like God. And he he was just such a filler character. And see, I'm confused because I remember in one of the early episodes we saw um him with like his mom or his sister or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um and uh she was like, Oh, who was that girl talking about Rue? And he was like, Oh, like, you know, she's she's just a friend, whatever, whatever. But <sighs> What was the point? 
what, what, I, what, no, what there, was there was no was, point because there's literally no what, point to his entire character. Why did they hire a whole actress to play Elliot's family member to have a conversation with him about Rue when he does not have any? <laughs> I'm, I'm literally shaking. I'm so upset. Have any what? <laughs> he doesn't have any like purpose. Like why show that scene? Because you show like intimate scenes like that to humanize the character or to gain some like d- insight about what type of person they are and to show how dependable they are yeah it, because like you feel like when you're getting that perspective that the main character rue is not even seeing herself it's gonna be meaningful mm-hmm. and it wasn't i'm like actually um i don't know if i'm trying to make sense of this or this is a good i think you're gaslighting yourself I'm, also maybe. elliot wasn't even messing with jules like I'm trying to at think. the play yeah. they he they didn't look at each other once how did that make sense how does any of this make sense oh i got it i'm, I'm gonna gaslight myself latriva right is i'm gonna believe this. I latriva is as hell i got it i got it so because jules is uh obsessed with being loved and having people loved her uh-huh love her uh-huh. <laughs> so she'll just accept rue's love no matter like if she's high or not so like she'll refuse to see it mm-hmm. that's why she wasn't able to realize she was before it. elliot told her that rue was not sober yeah because she was so desperate to be loved she was like oh yeah rue's good like we're good everything's good they needed somebody outside of the relationship to get her to see i don't like the way they did it but they needed somebody outside of the relationship to get jules to see that rue was in trouble that could have been his purpose how it was executed it it was unnecessary though it that could have easily been written into the story without his character at all i would have to agree jules could have like started picking up on some stuff like Mm -hmm. rue could have been like flaky and like forgetful and whatever whatever i don't know or even one of the characters that i was already on the show exactly could maddie have, yeah, yeah, you're right, could have figured right. it out maybe like hell, maybe nate would blackmail her or something that would have been good blackmail rue or something like i'll tell jules or i'll tell people that you're not sober anymore if you whatever whatever i don't know but i i'm trying to make sense of why they felt the need to bring in a whole new character and we know dominic fike was getting paid big money we know he was getting paid big <laughs> what, money what, and then what, he why? sang for three minutes yeah here? and then he sang for three minutes like, like damn what? he got hella screen <laughs> time <laughs> hella screen time and i'm like why why was it was it fan service was it it was it was oh i feel like God. all of this is fan service the whole show yes yeah no for real but like going <sighs> It's just because everybody likes to look at it. They think it's pretty. It gives them something to talk about. And so that's why he feels the need to not do actual, like, writing. He could just focus on the cinematography. Especially with the fact that, it like, he's running on HBO money, too. Mm-hmm. Because they brought back... Um, I remember they said this at the beginning of the season, but, like, they brought back this camera that hasn't been used for, like, 20 years yep. to, to film this season. The fact that he got that, that's that's you're privilege in and of itself. Money. It's I, very pretentious. You're just spending it money. It is. And I keep telling... I said this last night. 
I think if you want to write a show, you need to write a book first because writing a book will teach you how to handle and keep a web of all of these stories so that nothing falls through the cracks. What Sam Levinson has written in just season one and season two alone is a bunch of shit and a bunch of fucking plot holes. Mm-hmm. And none of it's been filled. That's because he does it himself. Exactly. Because with a what? production that large, you need it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep track with a production that large. You know, like with especially when you have that many damn characters. I was also confused on why they had the black girl that was like Lexi's Bobby, little her little slave. Yeah. Yeah. She should have just been Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to agree. I liked her, especially especially in the last episode. She was getting more lines. She was she was funny as hell. She was, she was just she was just living in the moment. Right. She was like, All she says, like, see, we gotta get not, it done. Ain't got nothing to do with me. All this drama, I'm not in it. I don't need to be in it. I'm Girl. gonna watch from the sidelines. I'm sorry. <laughs> like she was the shit. So shout out to her. But um, wait, what were we talking about? Bobby. The girl. Before that. Oh, writers. Yes, the and, writers like, and holding all the characters together. And- oh yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that was really it. Really came to light, um, with Lexi's play. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, uh, I feel like Sam Levinson is the equivalent of Lexi. I would the perspective that she uh, displayed was, I feel like it was somehow relatable to him. You know, because she's a writer and she's putting on a production or whatever. So um, I feel like he was kind of using her as a mouthpiece, maybe for himself. I just, I have an issue with Lexi in general. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just We figured it out yesterday. We were talking about it. It's the fact that. He gives boring white girls. Like. I mean, yeah. Like, let's let's be honest. The fact that she is. First of all, she's a neptism baby, the Next actress. One. Um, but the fact that Lexi is a uh, conventionally attractive white girl and she is sitting here complaining about, like, I mean, Cassie said it. She's like, your life is so hard, isn't it, Lexi? Like, sarcastically. But she was out here just whining. Just com- complaining. And I feel like the show was very tone deaf um, with her production and nobody nobody was bringing to light the fact that what she was doing the conversation she was listening in on were private conversations and mm-hmm. she did not get anybody's consent to you know use their use their likeness within her story and her doing that all was really it was really shitty. and you're giving it to an audience that was already there living the experience too let's talk about that and they're their peers that they have to see every day like people know all their whole business now and i don't think that her doing that was cool at all and mm-hmm. the show and people online but th- no, the show w- especially was really like praising her for, her, all the hype. for her work and it's very fuck white feminism fuck white feminism yeah girl fuck white, white feminism, feminism. Why are we gassing her for... She doesn't do anything. I feel like this character of Lexi... I think what why, why it bothers me is because I feel like she could have been um, someone else. Lexi is just a extremely mediocre white woman. And she's being praised for doing creepy shit. 
like Dan Humphrey. Yeah. Who got a bestseller book writing about his friends in the Upper East Side, exposing all of like every single part of them and also being Gossip Girl. Like that's really creepy. That's that's Lexi. Did he publish the book when yes. they were in high school? No. Well, I feel like that's slightly less. No, he still followed their. He was, he was still Gossip Girl. Okay. He yeah, was yeah. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. how creepy Gossip Girl is. Yeah. I also don't like how they gave her this, like, savior little thing at the end where she went and saw Rue when she, she was in the hospital. That's what I'm talking mm. about. That's what I'm talking about. And when Rue was like, oh, you saved my life. This, this play was amazing. Girl, fuck you. The fact that she put so many personal anecdotes about Rue exactly in her play her tragedies her quote-unquote best friend childhood friend or whatever that is fucked up yeah i was um scrolling through twitter and somebody had transcribed what they said in those little after interviews that they do after the episode and so like Maud apatow she was like after Rue sees the play we have a moment together where we realize that we're just two girls that lost their dads and we realize how much we mean to each other. And I just want to say, like, in I understand that. I understand that. But it I understand Rue would empathize with Lexi. It just doesn't make sense that Lexi would just go ahead and air all her dirty laundry and then not get any like anger towards her. I feel like Rue should be angry. It, that's that's the problem even because i think you brought this up yesterday cam when we're watching the episode the fact that rue didn't even react to uh, lexi putting literally putting her father's funeral in her high school play not a damn thing no she was just like that was great that and she was cried awesome. a little bit yeah but Miriam said it yesterday i think like you said she's she's doing the steps and it's it's very it's very clear i I think it's very clear like it it doesn't look right and what i said yesterday was i think let's get a little noise out the way what i said yesterday was i think little miss ma'am is showing suicidal tendencies because like and and latriva was looking at me like i was crazy bro i mean i don't think you're crazy i just feel like she's going through the steps I think she's not going that she's preparing steps. to die. I don't think she's preparing. I don't realistically speaking, Sam Levinson is not an intelligent enough writer to have her look like that. Mm-hmm. But looking at like just the fact that she's done a lot of this reconciliation on her own of her own volition, that's giving I'm giving random lo- declarations of love before I commit suicide. But that's what you're supposed to do. No, it's not of your own volition. You're supposed to do that with your sponsor. When you do that, when you make amends, your sponsor is supposed to know. In fact, you're supposed to tell them after you do it. Well, then we would never know if that is the case or not the case because we don't see. That's what I'm saying. Sam Levinson is stupid. Ali. Sam Levinson is stupid. Stupid. Is he an idiot? Yes. And on that note, Coleman D'Amico is so fine. Okay. Who's that? That's a tangent. The guy that plays Ali. Yeah. Oh. I think Rue is actually going in the opposite direction. I mm. think she's going to a better place because honestly, because Zendaya Loki spoiled a little bit. Uh she was like, 
when Rue and Jules were having that conversation after the play, Rue was like, Jules will always be my first love. I want to remember her that way. So she was choosing to walk away from Jules and their situation. And I think Zendaya described it as Rue choosing herself. Hmm. I think that's interesting, too, because, yeah, I said that she's displaying like like the dark side of my theory is that Rue is dead. But the upside of my theory, which I actually saw on Twitter today and somebody confirmed it for me or just affirmed it for me, was that there's also the possibility. And I really hope so, because they gave a lot of hints that Rue is going to become a writer. Mm. I want her to become a professional writer. That eulogy, yeah. dude, that was beautifully that, yeah. read it, written. Like it, mm-hmm. she was like thirteen, yeah. and she wrote that shit. Like I've ne- like that was Zendaya's, that was gorgeous. That was one of her best performances in Euphoria. Reading the eulogy, yep. And I would just I seeing Rue sober is is a whole different experience. I, she looks yep. so, like a whole different person, mm-hmm. and the fact that she, because I was like. I was like, she obviously wrote that eulogy. So she is a creative person. She can write. She can do this. And I'm like, she actually has hobbies or at least interests that that she could partake in. I want to see her in some after school extracurriculars. (laughs) I would need her to get her ass on the newspaper, on the... Not the mess. (sighs) She has English major tendencies. She could she she needs to do something and her focusing on her actual life as a teenager like imagine that because the show would be a whole different show by that point and it needs to become a whole different show i think too like we talk a lot about how sam levinson is very obviously projecting onto like see mm-hmm. but i think in that respect too he's also projecting onto rue yeah he's showing that he can be a good writer when it comes to rue because she's like she has moments mm-hmm. like 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 let's take rue by herself her character trajectory one makes a hell of a lot of sense two yes it's like fucked up and the shit that she does is like it's not ideal. It's mm-hmm. not the the light side of it, but it is the reality yeah. to some degree. So he won in that respect, and then he wrote that gorgeous eulogy. I think Sam Levinson is an idiot because he can write good shit. Mm-hmm. Rue is very. I've said this from the beginning. They don't know who the, he doesn't know who the main character is. But if he just focused on Rue, it, it would be would a be completely a, different story. Yeah, Rue is the perfect main character, mm-hmm. and he doesn't explore that. And once he does. You get Rue becoming a professional writer, mm-hmm. and the the fact that Rue, obviously, yeah, you, like you said, she's done bad things, but you know she's an addict, so like you know what could you expect? Mm-hmm. But her outside of that, she's a she's a cool person. Like she's actually really funny. She's smart. She's smart. She's chill. Like she she cares about people. She does. Mm-hmm. Like she cares about her family too. Like all of that, she. She's a good person. I just, I don't, I don't, I really don't understand. Like, y'all were talking about predictions, and like, the reason why I could never give one, I just didn't understand it. Every single episode, I was just like, I, I, I mentally, like, I'm just, ah, like, shit, here we go here again. Here we go again. Just the same uncertainty about what kind of show Euphoria is going to choose to be today. Just levels of anxiety. Yeah. Like, that first episode and the last episode and the episode of Rue running around the city, 
those were really hectic. Oh, yeah. Even that episode, it was a little bit all over the place, but it still was one of my favorite of the season. I would, I because like of yours. the, I guess, change in pace, perspective, whatever. And once again, like, it was about Rue. It was finally coming back to the point of the story after a long 60-page tangent. I and we um we didn't talk about Nate really. Nate Nate's your homie. Nate is my favorite character from a writer's standpoint because he feels like the most complicated one and even if I was even if I was an actor and I got to choose who do I want to play on the show, I wanna play Nate too, because he's the villain and he he's like he's 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 the only one who's doing something. He's, He's giving something. Oh, my God. Him and Rue, they're the only ones who are, you know, like, have some life in them, I suppose. Also, they went really deep into his trauma. Like, you gave his yeah, dad an entire, really like, multiple episodes. That Well, see, I I don't think Cal's backstory was necessary at all. <laughs> they could have easily gave us the important details in, like, agree. Somebody could have said it, or they could have. I don't even a quick flashback. They didn't have to dedicate like thirty minutes to casting someone to play young Cal, and whatever, whatever, whatever. We get it. But what we needed to know was um, why Nate, why he had a gun, hated his dad so uh, much. Why? Where did the gun come from? <laughs> well, he's white. He probably what? got it at Walmart. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he got it from he got it from his dad. Oh, it was in the yeah, drawer yeah. with all the CDs. Yeah, and he loaded that thing up mm-hmm. all the way. Who knew that Nate was gonna be the one to turn his dad in? That was actually like I'm glad he did that. Of course, of course I am. But because he was running around the streets, whole predator and everything. That's true. No, That's very real. true. And That's honestly, true. for me. That that did kind of get lost in the story. Like I, I almost forgot you, about that. Sympathizing with this man. Like, oh, I wasn't. Oh, oh no, 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 I was. I definitely you just wasn't. weren't as upset with him as you should have been. Yeah, because I was, they were playing it off. Like, in my head, I wasn't thinking. Like, okay, no. In my head, I was thinking that the only way for him to go is to like get killed or to die. Mm-hmm. But I completely forgot. He needs to go to jail. Yeah, he needs to go to fucking jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe. I'm so sorry. But I forgot that he can go to jail because they never they didn't make it seem like he was he's done some heinous things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not heinous and crimes. They they made it seem like oh he was just like a bad guy. No, for a second they had me thinking that he was dumb. No, he's dumb. But they had me like feeling bad. Like oh you're dumb. No. The issue is is like that's just it's too real. Like what is all of it? Like. The sh- like i think the trauma is real i do mm-hmm. but also like cow's situation specifically it is very real like you really have old white men doing that that's crazy and like it like like you said these people need to be locked mm-hmm. up yeah. they do yeah. realistically and i just th- these are really big topics to delve into at all and i wish euphoria because they know they have a young audience i wish they put more of an emphasis on not not just showing people these these types of things and leaving them with it for the week or forever um but rather like delving into the 
the the impact or like the effects that this has on people and really starting these conversations like why um i guess the the only example i can think of right now is like the dream that nate had about his dad you know like that was that was a lot that was a lot and then the part where like cassie turned to jewels and that was that's a lot and i feel like that kind of you know double meaning or hidden meaning whatever can get lost upon a lot of people right or they can feel some type of way about it but they won't know why but they they can't figure it out because it's not being addressed exactly it's not being written about it's not being talked about at all yeah it's just being used as like a, a plot a plot device you know but like also you like you said it just it wasn't like a passing moment it was in a dream mm-hmm. and that was it yeah and we never hear about it again so you said your favorite scene what was your favorite scene in of this entire season this entire season um the scene where maddie threw cassie into the wall <laughs> 10 out of motherfucking 10, bitch. Get her ass again for me. I watched that clip about 50 times just today. And I'm still going to keep watching it. I think, I no, because I keep, like, <laughs> the scene was so good. It That that whole. The, that first 10 the minutes. The first, like, yeah, the first part of the season finale was really fucking good. It, yep. it was giving one of the best Euphoria episodes especially since we finally saw like like yes it was coming from cassie but lexi getting called out on her motherfucking shit and you know what cassie ain't shit but she was correct she ate her down she did not stutter once i let the let the white girls fight she did and then i i liked how when she started fighting her the girl who was playing cassie in the play maddie got up there she ran up there like she was in wwe she said (laughs) And she 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 put her arms around Cassie and yanked her back. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. But the scene where she like like my favorite part about the scene where she knocked Cassie into the wall, she just cradled the back of her cranium and said, mm-hmm. "Bitch." Wow. And the sound when she hits the wall is, is beautiful. I thought she was gonna die. <laughs> well, I really thought she was gonna die. You gonna die? Well, she could have when she was hanging half her body out of Nate's car when he was going 100 miles per hour. Also, the fact that um, Maddie basically was like, I'm done with you by the end. She was like, Cause this, is this is just beginning. beginning. Because Nate is probably not done with Cassie. Because he, you know, he gets obsessed with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he views them as like a possession or whatever. So even though he was like, get the fuck out of my house, he's probably still going to be like messing with her. Who's the vaping girl? Is that BB? She's weird. I don't like her at all. Because I was confused on why they brought her back. With they, the last I episode. think. I feel like they don't film this shit in order. They, <laughs> they definitely do not film this. They don't even uh-uh. think of it in order. There's no order. Because she no. was, she was like supporting Maddie, and I was like, okay, yes, we get it, but like, girl, shut up. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be the comedic relief, but the problem she's is not she's funny. not funny. She wasn't funny exactly. Um, also, it was funny seeing Cat run out downstairs though. <laughs> Another one of my favorite Maddie, moments. Stop. Was the hot Maddie, tub. don't. Maddie, this isn't you. Well, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Cassie threw up in the hot tub? Girl, Ew. Uh, uh-uh. That was a hot And the, Nate was like, I don't understand. And Maddie said, It was your tone. It was your tone. It was a little, it was a little icy. Mm hmm. 
do we do we wanna do we feel like ranking the characters? No. <laughs> I wanna take, do, no. I I wanna do this. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I also before we do that, I wanna give a rant about Miss Maddie girl. Uh-huh. Um I got I got some things to say. Hold on. This is an Alexa Demi stand no, podcast. Okay. No, it is. And for that reason, I'm Maddie Hive, and I got some geek, some motherfucking grievances for fucking Sam Levinson that I would be delivering to your front door, bitch. Mm -hmm. Because here's the issue. Number one, baby girl did not get the screen time that she deserved. She deserved way more screen time, way more depth and development. Like, you telling me, I'm so sorry, you telling me that this man put a fucking gun to her head, and now she up here fighting Cassie like ain't shit wrong. Mm -hmm. Baby girl, one plus one equal fish. And then number fucking two, bitch. No, because... Here's my issue. We had this discussion too in the episode where Rue was running around and she was on crack and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, she did her little thing and she was like, "I'm gonna fuck you up, bitch, or whatever the hell." And 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 I've seen the conversations like it's giving Latina stereotypes and she didn't get into the fight. Here's the issue, bitch. My issue is she should have just gotten to the fight to begin with because her and Cassie need to box it the fuck out so that she can move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. I need, I need her to grow. Maddie has been consistently the best character this season from yeah. what I've heard that she's been there for all of these bitches despite the fact that none of these bitches have been holding that same motherfucking energy for her. Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl, don't get me on my soapbox. Oh my God. <laughs> because spitting hot fire. No, Maddie deserves, like, like Maddie is the winner of this season yeah. with little fucking screen time. To to sh- no like literally because and the scene she was in Alexa Demi she every single one like especially the one where she where Cassie she just found out Cassie was fucking Nate she said open yes, the door literally and like her voice was cracking and stuff I was like it's giving awards she ate down mm-hmm. also like the way that she was just like supporting and like caring for Cat on her own birthday yeah. yeah. The girl is giving true friend, but none of these bitches are holding the same energy for her. Like, I'm sorry, uh-huh. Kat. Why are you trying to stop her from beating Cassie's ass? Exactly. When you know, when you are aware of this history. Yeah. Are you dumb? Cat girl, we're going to have to throw hands because let Maddie get her motherfucking revenge. And Kat, Maddie and Kat are the it girls. They are. They're, They're the characters. Team. They're the team. Yeah. The dream team. They're the only ones left. <laughs> Other I, than Rue. I didn't like that the whole cat and her boyfriend break oh, up. Oh, that shit was lame. That nobody was cared. real. That was mad whack. It was. No, like, nobody cared. And I know the thing about Sam, how Sam Levinson feels about uh, Barbie in real life, whatever. Mm-hmm. But y'all probably know what's up if you don't Google it, because whatever. Right. But how are you going to write out a whole ass character? Who was... Who is, who is still, like, there, but not there but also season one main girl exactly like it doesn't make it doesn't oh my god no literally that's the that's the one because what the fuck is he i i just i don't get it there's so many he snorted something when he was in the writer's room and it wasn't crack like i'm i'm so confused i think he used to be a drug addict too i i agree I agree. No, I think he actually. Did. No, like literally. I agree. You agree? <laughs> I agree with you. I, I, I feel like he was. No, I'm saying I think that I think that's accurate. <laughs> You're correct. Well, um, I love drug addicts. <laughs> Girl, I thought she said I love jughead. No. 
Um, I support you to get off the drugs, please. Latrina, what was your favorite scene? I don't remember. <laughs> um. Okay. I real. I really can't. I guess when Rue outed Cassie, that was pretty funny to me. Mm. I th- I like Jenea <laughs> has good comedic what? timing. She's funny. Yes, she's really funny. Cause the faces she was making all season were like they were making me laugh. Yeah, that was it for me. Also, Jacob Lordy shined a lot. He's a really good actor. Like a agree. really really good actor. And Angus Cloud ate that scene. With Ash. with ashtray that scene was that 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 scene was a lot it was a lot it and was. i don't think i can ever watch it for That's the rest the of my one. life because it was just really uh dramatic it was trauma porn. yeah it was, it was really trauma dramatic porn. it felt like a action movie all of a sudden um but he really he really shined and the kid who plays ashtray like he didn't have a lot of speaking lines on the show in in general but like he was really in that roll up I want to go back to Jacob Elordi because I haven't seen, what is he in the kissing booth? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but what I really appreciate about him is that like, I was telling this to Ashley last night, but he could like be an unsub on Criminal Minds. He's actually menacing. Yes. Like, and and it's really cool. It's really cool because I also was telling Cameron this last night, like half of these actors on this show cannot act. That's correct. That's, that's. And Jacob Elordi is not one of them. He can Mm. act down as Nate Jacobs. Yeah. I'm going to give him that. Him and and that little nigga that played Ashtray. Mm -hmm. That little thug, if you will. (laughs) He is a thug. I I I will say that like in terms of like the, the actor's skill um, on on the show it's better than a lot of these other teen shows mm-hmm. like as a collective i think for the most part they do a good job mm-hmm. yeah they do yeah i'm like, i was thinking about it like i really like the leslie scene the mom oh rue's mom yeah. mom she ate that up but like as of just like two white people i feel like it was that whole scene with Nate and Cassie mm-hmm. and like them just arguing and you can see how toxic it was. Yeah. Nate put everything like he, he's Jacob Lordy like, Jacob Lordy ate that up. He was like, What are you talking about? <laughs> like Jacob Lordy and like it was it was scary. It was. It was. And oh, when he had the scene with his mom. That was a good scene. That was very necessary i think and that was one of my favorite scenes in the season because you could see they were first of all the acting was really good and you can also see like just how twisted both of those characters are Mm -hmm. and how unapologetic they are about it because they know the other is equally as fucked up as they are so they were just being like transparent but they were still lying to each other during that conversation. You just see, like, the realness behind the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then when she now asked that Nate. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she. he was the huge. The problem. Well, yeah. Like, the fakeness. And she asked Nate, like, um, like, you darkened around, like, nine years old. And that was actually before he found his dad's videos. So, mm-hmm. I, I, what is, what happened at nine years old? Is that when, like, their third brother went missing? Did something happen? whatever but she was like did anything happen and he was like he was just like no like he didn't open to her, up to her at all he doesn't like her either he doesn't he and doesn't. she doesn't like him either that is so like 
so fucked up. I want more of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I do. Because getting into, like, their heads and stuff, that sounds way more intriguing than, like, who is Cassie fucking today? I feel like they went pretty deep into, like, the psychology for Nate. And I want more of that for other characters. Like, they went Mm -hmm. really, really deep. Nate is the best written character. And that's why he's my favorite. I think, too, that's interesting that, like, the psychology of Nate is explored a lot. But his character decisions are still very, like... Juvenile. Yeah. I agree. Because when he was... um, I, I forgot what it was. When he was talking to his dad, when he confronted him or something, like... um, I noticed that... And this is a testament to the acting again. Like, when he was... He said something, but he sounded like really like small. Like his voice was he quiet. Was he sounded no, but he sounded like a nine year old for a second. And I was like, Nate is this that this that, but um because of trauma he is still stuck at that age. I think it's interesting that like the like these characters make stupid decisions, but a sad excuse for their backstory is given yeah. when Nate and like, like I think Nate and Rue have the richest backstories yeah. that have the most explanation for why they act the way that they mm-hmm. act. Meanwhile, these other characters like, like Cassie just, girl are get a job. <laughs> yeah. I no, literally get a job. <laughs> get a fucking job. You are up. Where is your college app? All of them. Where is common app? Common Open app. it. And I feel like they definitely did that for for Miss Barbie Girl too, I feel like they went pretty deep behind her story. But the one person, like we constantly say, is Maddie. Like they told a little bit of backstory for her, and then after that, it was nothing else. It was just like, oh, she's Nate's, Nate's girlfriend. Yeah, we got to do the the rankings. The rankings. Oh, there's a lot of characters. Okay, Jesus I'll go Christ. first because I don't like any of these bitches. Mm. Or, you know what? Just give your favorite character. Okay, my favorite, favorite character. Top and bottom. I like that. Okay. Um, my least... Uh, I'll do least favorite first. My least favorite characters are Kat, um, Elliot, and... No, no, no. Kat, Cassie, and Cal Jacobs. Those are your bottom? Mm-hmm. My bottom three. Least favorite. Oh, top. my God. And then... And then my top three will probably be Rue... Um, uh, Rue's mom and Maddie. I feel like your your ranking is pretty controversial. No, not gonna lie. I'm just here. I, hey, <laughs> if y'all got something to say, man, I don't watch the. I, okay, I will be watching the show. So when I do, I will live tweet it. But alas, yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, bottom Lexi, uh, Elliot, <laughs> Jules, <laughs> Jules, <laughs> um. And top is going to be, in no particular order, Rue, Nate, Fezco, and Maddie, of course. Maddie's at the top. Mm, I had my bottom, but then I forgot their name. So everybody, but dang, I guess I really don't like anybody. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Um, I would have to give it Lexi for sure. Elliot as well. I really didn't like what they did with Kat, so I'm going to have to give Kat her little bottom 12 for right now. Um, but for favorites, I would have to say it was Rue. Nate was really good. Maddie was really good. And I also liked the um, the sponsor. Ali. 
Ollie was really cool. Oh yeah, Ollie. Ollie was the shit. Ollie's the one. He's a real one for sure. Coleman, man. I'm sorry. Ollie and Rue's mom are the real ones. Mm Mm-hmm. They're actually nice adults. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I didn't mean to say nice, but they're like adults. They're. I'm glad. We're glad they're on the show. Yeah. Because we know these these children need guidance. (laughs) They need the hand of God to come down. No, for real. And what lift time them up. Okay, well, we would like to first say thank you to Cameron for joining us. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Round of applause. It was nice. It was chill. I enjoyed talking with you guys. Cool, cool. I would just like to to add that if you want some lighthearted teenage drama, watch One Tree Hill with Chad Michael Murray. Girl, Chad Michael Murray was in my dream. <laughs> was in my dream. Don't watch his version of the Ted Bundy movie. It's actually absolutely but horrendous. Watch Unless you want to laugh, I suppose. But no, he did a good job, but it was just the movie itself. His oh, hair was that's not. That's besides the point. And anyway, that wig, yeah. Watch One Tree Hill. Um, so tune in for the rest of the motherfucking season, bitch, because 225 is back. And we out. The episode is over now. Here's La Treva singing Elliot's song, LOL. I've got no place Building you a rocket up to outer space I'll watch you fade Keeping the lights on in this forsaken place Little star Feels like you fell right on my head Gave you away to the wind. I hope it was worth it in the end. You and my guitar. I think you may be my only friend. I gave it all, see you shine again. I hope it was worth it in the end. LOL